for me, a cheater is like DNA. Like if they're cheaters, you nothing you will do will stop them. He had like the philosophy that like women were deformed men and they were morally and intellectually inferior to men. So like this is, is kind of like, like real. Yeah, yeah. This is, like what he thought. Why is he like perceived like such a like great philosopher? Then? And now I'm balancing five courses, two jobs, this podcast, and a man, and I'm doing just fine. And I think the most important part is just to know that. Hello, UTM. Welcome back to The Medium, The Message. We're back for episode five, which is crazy because I've been doing this for five weeks. Save me. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, This is our gender roles and relationships episode, and I am joined by some of my favorite besties from school. Well, my besties overall, because I feel like I have no friends other than you guys these days. Um, (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) So today we're going to be, today's going to be a more chill episode. I think we have lots of questions from our listeners to answer and we're going to talk about our our little lives our lives which are very sad right now no they're not they're interesting but kind of like uneventful uneventful yeah you could put it that way um and then we'll just as I said answer a bunch of really interesting questions that we've been pondering on um and yeah so I'm Liz you guys know me but with me today, I have Rania and Hala. So if you could introduce yourselves, that would be amazing. Let's do that. So my name is Rania. I'm studying um, biology for health sciences and chemistry. So like a double major. And um, yeah, I've known Liz for like a year now, like a little less than a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you known Hala? No, you don't know Hala? No, I we don't know First of all, it's Hada. Uh, I've known Hada for like longer than you. Um, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Hada is like a year now. Because we yeah, just said a year for like me, October. but okay. No, I said less than a year for you. I know. Actually, we met you second semester. Yeah, we did. Because yeah, I so infiltrated. Like I infiltrated the friend group in like January yes. when Tucson was like, "Yo, this is Liz," and I was like, "Hi," and then yeah. that's when, yeah. Also, Hala, I'm calling you Hala. Like, I know it's disrespectful, yeah, no, no, but it's, like, it's not. It's okay. <laughs> if I start with the like accent, like, I'm just gonna start sounding like a little. I it's mean, like you've like been Hala in my heart forever. So, okay, so that's go. kind of an introduction. But I'm Hala, and um, I'm studying environmental science and environmental management um, in second year, like Liz and Rania. Mm-hmm. Um, and her motto is reduce, reuse, recycle, and we live by that. <laughs> oh. But yeah, we, I feel like the reason for which this episode is more chill is because like, it's, you guys aren't strangers to me and I don't have to be nervous about like upsetting you because I do that every day anyways. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. We're kind of um, used to it by now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, today, yesterday. I still don't get why, but we made a group chat with someone else for a class and he was like, I'm scared of Liz. And I don't understand why am I scary to people? Like, I don't understand, guys. Is it just, I don't know. Is it the energy? I've been in group chats before and then like this, just this past week, someone said I'm intimidating and I'm like, how am I intimidating? I think it's the bad bitch energy that we all give off and it just like throws people off and they're like, I can't handle this. 
And you know what? That's their issue, not mine. So my issue, definitely not. <laughs> but like, I'm sorry. Christine, you're really like bubbly and energetic. So maybe it's just like an online thing or like through text. I don't yeah, know. It's like the thing is, they like I would think that to a person who knows me in real life, I might be intimidating because I have a rusting bitch face. But like <laughs> to a person that knows me only online, I don't know why they would think I'm intimidating. Well, I think it, okay, from, from my point of view, it's because you're, like, like, when you need to talk back, you talk back, and that's what I respect about you, because not a lot of girls, or even, like, anyone really is, like, able to do that, where everyone just, like, sits back and, like, watches it from the sidelines, and I'm, like, that's so lame, but Rania, on the other hand, is, like, shut up, like, try yeah, me. but if they don't say something stupid in the first place, then I wouldn't have to talk back. <laughs> okay, well, then, I don't know, maybe it is the... A virtual resting bitch face. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But how long very Dan is the nicest person I've ever met? Like, yes. I understand how. <laughs> Wait, like, really? Don't talk to her. Her face is just like yes. so inviting. It's like, oh my it's God, like a little angel. Like a little fluffy angel. I love her. She's right here, but I love her. <laughs> but no, oh, I love you. Okay. Um, where are we going with this? Okay, first thing I want to do is rant about today's midterm. So Rania and I had a midterm in inorganic chemistry today where the professor decided to have the audacity to screw us over in this environment. Like we are already so struggling bad. and going through so much. And he goes, and so okay, I understand that the last question on that midterm was referring to a lab that we're gonna do in three weeks and that none of us have looked at so in retrospect it was like a bonus question and like an easy question because it was like open book so we could just download the lab report and like read it real quick during the but exam how would you know it's there in the first place i don't know how that clicked for me i don't know but it did and i feel bad for anyone that it didn't click for <laughs> but like that's just evil that's just flat out evil and like, I'm sorry, Mr. Freckle, because that's what I, I genuinely don't know what his name is. I just call him Mr. Freckle. Um, that's disrespectful. I'm sorry. It probably should. <laughs> but anyways, he should be nicer because what I don't understand about these professors, and I talked about this last week, is like when you ask them about a midterm and how it's going to be adapted to like the online environment and they're like, oh, it's going to be more creative. And it's like, put that away and just like be nice. <laughs> the thing is, he said it's like last year's midterm, but it it's more creative. It was nothing like last nothing. year's. Last year was literally the easiest thing I've ever done. Yep. Yep. And straightforward and something that he actually taught, not like random yes. stuff that was like arbitrary and like never seen before. So I was oh. like, after I was done with that midterm, I like expected to be sad because I did so bad. But <laughs> I just didn't even have the energy to be sad because I'd been studying for like a whole week. Yeah. And I had another midterm right after, which is fantastic. And I had to have my camera on for that one, which was also fantastic. Like, honestly, screw this online school thing. At this point, I'm starting to understand the whole not worth it part of it, like where yeah. people are like legit it's taking gap that. years. Like I, I get you, like I feel you yeah. and I wish if I, I think one of my biggest kind of flaws sometimes is that I hate losing time. And mm -hmm. for me, like if I were to have to take like a fifth year and I, there's nothing wrong with taking a fifth year, but for me personally, it would like break my soul to, to like waste the time 
because for yeah. me that's like my biggest like I would regret that and like that's why mm-hmm. I wouldn't take a gap year now but I totally understand people that do because this shit is fucking annoying like annoying annoying yeah annoying I guess yeah. for me it wasn't like for me if I wanted to take a gap year I would have but like because I when I came here I already had lost here when I came to Canada I had lost here because I had to repeat grade seven um so like I know what it's like to like feel like you're losing out on a year but you're not really like you know like after that I was fine um but the only reason I didn't take a gap year is because like my parents are paying for my university education so like I didn't want to make them wait another year or like have to pay it when like the tuition gets more expensive and I just wanted to be done with it so that's another thing the fact that tuition is still the same price if not more expensive like that's a whole another story but yeah um I this didn't apply to me for some reason I don't know like is the CRA gonna knock on my door one day but like my friend at work she took the student benefit thing in the summer Mm -hmm. and her OSAP was like screwed for the year like they gave her like a quarter of what she usually got and I I don't know something weird happening my OSAP was really bad but you know what can you do I had saved um the money from the student benefit thing so it was good but like still it's like the thing is you're getting those student benefits because you would have worked a job in the summer if it wasn't for covid so like you're still using that money to pay the expenses that you would have paid with that job money exactly exactly. like especially if you're living away from home you're paying rent you're paying for groceries you're paying for everything why do they expect you to save that for tuition well, that's how, and then today, Mr. Doug Ford comes out with, first of all, today's cases were insane. Like, I can't even, like, yeah. the other day when it was 700, and some like, who's our other friend, by the way, sent a picture in the group chat, like, like, I'm out, guys, because she lives in Yorkville, and I was like, go back in, like, go back in, <laughs> like, literally hop back in. How many cases was it today? 724 or 744? That was another record. Like, on really? another record. Like, I'm like, mm. Breaking records left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in the Guinness. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I hate it. But, um, yeah, scary shit. And um, I have my last days of work next Saturday and Sunday at my stupid grocery store job. And what I hate about those being my last days of work mm-hmm. is that... It's Thanksgiving weekend, and I live in Oakville, and we all know that uh, the COVID cases from Western and Laurier are white rich kids from Oakville coming back to see their mommies and daddies, and we all know where they're going to go shopping, my workplace. And so, guys, pray for me. <laughs> like, really? pray for me. We're like three masks or something. Honestly, yeah. I'm just going to, like, ask the everyone else to do the work, and I'll just stand back and celebrate the fact that it's my last two days of work, so... but also my management is so shit that they only care about the money so I know that they're gonna go over the 75 people limit and that is the point where I have 911 on speed dial and I call the police on the store that I work at that's how you do it just text me and I'll call them on your store (laughs) please but yeah no they've been um very not careful and even now people are just not social distancing or anything and it's like yeah, it's crazy how reckless people have gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just recklessness, and it's frustrating. Okay, so 
I think when we said gender roles in relationships, we kind of want to focus on the relationships part just because that's what we tend to talk about um, a lot in our friend group. Just <laughs> gravitates to that stuff. But Hala, our wonderful Hala, did take a woman gender studies class. Yes, did. She's going to pull out her notes and educate us all a little bit. And we're just going to intersect with our own commentary on what it's like to be a woman in society. <laughs> love it. Um, love to be represented in this way. And just like to talk about any of the things that we face. Um, I mean, life's not that bad. And I feel like it really depends on who you are as a woman and how you perceive yourself. Um, and if you're able to realize that there may be disparities and then move past them and work past them and, you know, get the fair treatment that you deserve. But men are still shit sometimes. Let's just put it that way. So I think we can all agree on that one. We can all agree on that one. Okay. Hala, give us a little rundown here. Um, well, so women and gender studies is, um, so it's like a field of study committed to understanding like social, political, economic, institutional, all of these factors. And they kind of like shape how society views women, men, and just gender in general across society and across cultures. And it just kind of brings all these factors together to study um, the way that people in general are perceived socially, culturally, and all of that. Yeah. So then gender roles, on the other hand, is like social norms or social roles that each person kind of follows, which is what's considered like socially acceptable or socially appropriate, um, which obviously isn't necessarily always what's no. most comfortable for a person, but they do it because it's socially accepted, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think like it, it differs from obviously from culture to culture and from like de from like time, like what time you're from, like if you're yeah, from the sure. 50s or current day. Um, but for me, the pinnacle of being a woman comes from Twitter when you get called a dishwasher. And that's just my favorite part of being a woman. I just feel so celebrated. It's like insane because Twitter is this wonderful place if you're not aware or if you're on a different side of Twitter than we all are because we're on just this magical side of Twitter where we get harassed um but I feel like, I feel like uh by the way as an update today Rania got dm'd by Ali Gaddy is that how you pronounce his name that's definitely not how you pronounce his actually name. I'm literally not Ali even sure. I don't know Ali Gaddy I know he's Iraqi, like so I alligator. shouldn't know his last name, but his last name doesn't even sound Iraqi, so I don't know. So the guy the guy's his song gets you. That one. She got yeah. yes, she got DM'd by a celebrity, or rather, she DM'd a celebrity and he DM'd back. So yes. And, and, no, I'm not gonna say this. I'm not gonna. What? And if any of you are wondering what Rania looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke it's a joke it's a joke no it's true just imagine if you wonder what I look like just imagine <laughs> Russ and Aligari without a beard and that's me <laughs> and a little bit of so, Lord Farquaad in there. <laughs> yeah, that was when I had my short hair um but basically I DM'd him um 
what did I say? Oh, I, I had tweeted earlier in the day a picture of him, and I was like, oh my god, this picture is so funny to me, because it <laughs> is a funny picture. So funny. And then, <laughs> and then I DM'd him, and I was like, hey, I was lying on the timeline. I think it's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then he replied. He replied back, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's known for replying to his DMs, which I think is so cool when celebrities, like, it interact. Is. Like, it makes me so happy, but... <coughs> yeah. Jeez, so then I sent him a collage of my picture next to his, and I was like, "Look, we look alike." <laughs> no response yet. Aww. Aww. I hope he responds. Me too. I want to see what he thinks. <laughs> He's like, "What's it called? Doppelganger?" He's like, "Doppelganger." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't think so he'd be that excited. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're like his twin sister. How old is he? Like twenty yeah, something. I don't know, but definitely he, be, he literally could be 20 or like 40. Okay, maybe not 40, but like he could be. Let me Google it. He could let be 20. I'm looking at Gaddy. No, he's I'm not faster. that old. He's 23. He's not even yeah. old. Oh, okay. But like he could be like 20 or like 30. No? Yes. Mm, yeah. Anyways, what are some other, I feel like we're just gonna, okay, first of all, I want to say that we, when we say, like, gender roles, we're aware that there's, like, more than two genders in society, and that you can Mm -hmm. identify as whatever you want, and you should be accepted for that, obviously, Um, and so please, like, take that as an umbrella term, and, like, if you don't identify with a gender that is also perfectly, should, is accepted, at least here, it is, Um, but also, I feel like that course, because Hala took it in, you took it in the summer with Chisholm, right? Yeah. I think it brought a lot of thought to, especially to Chisholm when she was texting me about it. And it, she was just <laughs> thinking about kind of like how gender was perceived in her culture and in, in like, she's from Turkey. So how it is in Turkey and how it is in other Middle Eastern countries, how it is in other countries in general. Um, and I think there's something so demeaning about these like roles that are like standard, you know, and it's like, what if I don't want to just bear a child and have that be, you know, the highlight of my life? Because of course, like having children or not having children is totally your choice, but it shouldn't be like what makes you comply with your gender, right? Yeah. And that aligns with, um, Sorry. <laughs> that aligns with um, the second wave of feminism, which was from like the 60s to 70s. And that's where women were like advocating for the right to work, equal pay, reproductive rights, things like that. So like it's really, we're in like the fourth wave of feminism now. It's still like progressing. Um, yeah. And it just shows how like far we've come in terms of, you know, like advocating for our rights as women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, you're I was saying um, I think like immediately when I think of the term gender roles I'm like already offended <laughs> like already <laughs> defensive but yeah I think even when you were um, saying that gender roles like you don't there you understand that there is more than two genders I think some the, people don't like some people yeah still that's don't what get I'm that. saying I think yeah. the term gender roles is just already like mm-hmm. a term that implies that there's only two genders which is already wrong and so, like, gender roles, obviously, we understand that they don't apply 
in society or they're not right because who's to say that this gender has to do this and this gender has to do this and who's to say that there's only two genders yeah and like for me the reason why i decided to do this episode i mean other than just loving to talk about like what we'll get on later is like i was in my Mm -hmm. art history class and we were talking about um kuro sculptures from like the the 625 BCE like this is like a like a long time ago and there are these like Greek sculptures of these like aristocratic men that stand on like they're like figures of like the perfect male and the whole idea at the time is that they would only do sculptures of male of males because women were perceived and I quote my professor here let me find it Well, if there were sculptures of women, they had to be dressed because women were inferior because their sexuality was considered irrational, wild, and animal. And for that reason, their, like, personal parts had to be covered so that it could, like, obscure that whole ideal that we were, like, these animals. Like, rawr. Like, what are we? I'm sorry, what are we? Like, What's his name? Aristotle was, like, is that how you say his name? I don't know, Aristotle. 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 Okay, yeah. He had like the philosophy that like women were deformed men and they were morally and intellectually inferior to men. So like this is kind of like like, real? Yeah, like what he thought. Why is he like perceived as like such a like great philosopher then? Well, I think he has other ideals that are still relevant yeah. to this day. But. Yeah, but he would be canceled so quick right now. <laughs> Cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, like, n- he would be canceled. I don't and care even, about his other philosophies if he said that. I don't <laughs> and even later in, like, Greek history, um, around uh, 360 BCE, which is, like, way later, um, like, they were saying that they made the first figure of Aphrodite, who was the goddess of love. Okay. And the first figure of Aphrodite had her personal parts again covered with like a like a towel or I don't know. They didn't have towels back then. I don't know, like a leaf, God knows. <laughs> and the whole idea, and there are two myths associated with this figure. Because people were trying to decipher, like modern historians were trying to decipher why was it like okay for these female figures to all of a sudden be part of society. And the first myth was that the body was actually it wasn't female. Like it was a mix of female and male. And it was like the best characteristics of like one, like, why can't it just be female? Like, I'm sorry, is there a problem? Like, obviously there is. And then the other thing is that the reason why she was covering herself was as like an act of modesty, because again, going back to that whole like animalistic nature of women and how apparently we have claws coming out of our vaginas. Like, I don't know. Um, And like, her gaze this is how they analyzed it like this blows my mind because this is like modern and by modern historians i mean like 1600s and, be- and beyond but beyond beyond <laughs> they analyzed it with this idea that her gaze was like to the side and it was because a male and th- like this is literally what my prof said a male is controlling her and there's a power relationship between the female and the male through her eyes. And you I'm guys like, can't see but Radia's face right now. <laughs> I'm so emotions. mad. <laughs> Let this woman breathe. She's the goddess of love. Like, why can't she just stand peacefully? Like, why? You gotta assign all these tasks. The like, she's being is, modest. Like, <laughs> it sounds like I'm taking all of this as a joke, but I'm literally just trying not to scream right now. Like, this gets me so mad. 
Like, <laughs> women were, like, oh my god. I just, I feel like if um I was a woman at the time, I don't know. Well, if you're a woman like, at the time, like, what? Like, did no one, like, have the thoughts that we're having right now? Like, we realize that it's, like, really <laughs> dumb and obviously wrong, but, like. Yeah, but, I it, mean, again, it was, like, the norm at that time, you know? Like, you didn't know yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly. just like how how it was, and this and it was. It's not like it was like this just in Greek or Greek periods. No, this like carried on for centuries and centuries and centuries, yeah. and even like mm-hmm. in the 1900s, women were perceived as just these, you know, little dolls that were meant to be in the kitchen and have children. And I don't I mean, mean even to, now, especially like yeah. in some cultures, like that's still mm-hmm. um, prevalent. Like if you go. Um, if you go to Dubai, there's literally a sign on the door of every mall that says women have to be dressed, like, um, like covered up. I think mm-hmm. it's like below the knee, like if a dress, if they're wearing a dress, it has to be below the knee and it has to cover their shoulders. And it's like so crazy because you're controlling like adult women and what they wear. Like, this isn't high school where you have a dress coat to go to the mall. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, the one thing that I will always value is like those women that do stand out and not like mm-hmm. break those norms and they make a name for themselves. And that's definitely was driven me to be kind of my own independent self. But it's like for this to actually not be an issue in society anymore, every single woman on earth has to do that. And that is so hard mm-hmm. because some women, like some of us have our parents have our toxic boyfriends, you know, older women with their toxic husbands, their toxic cultures, they're just these mentalities that are just so hard to kind of get rid of that are passed on from generation to generation. And it's like, it's just tough to have to worry about that and just have to like reset your mind and relearn. Um, I mean, I'm glad that I personally am like, like, I, couldn't give a shit if you call me a dishwasher like I know I'm not like (laughs) like I'll probably do better in life than you anyway so like you know but it's like meh yeah what's really sad though is that like some places if you do speak out if you are the person that is there to like speak out and say your opinion um there's like legal consequences not just like being shunned but you could get thrown in jail and it's happened in many places and so I think that's like definitely scary and I understand why a lot of women actually don't speak out because even if they have those feelings even if they have those ideas I understand why they don't speak out because um their whole life is on the line yeah and like we still like today live in like patriarchal society so like even when you do speak out a lot of the times what you say is kind of taken and like sweeped under the rug yeah and then like it just you know you don't see a change and that's like really disheartening so that could also discourage others from kind of speaking out so I see both sides of the coin you know Mm -hmm. it's really difficult (sighs) it's painful but yeah okay moving on to the real tea are we done have we said everything we needed to say I think so think so yeah okay moving on to um before I think the segment the way I want to do it is just to answer the questions because I don't want to sit here and talk about our relationships because that's just, yeah, gonna just get messy. questions they're not there <laughs> okay stop it 
if um, I talked about my relationships, it would last five seconds because it's literally not there. Same. <laughs> okay, wait, let me open these questions. It's really um, funny that you got us to do this episode. Yeah, like, <laughs> like out of us, people. out of all people. <laughs> who else? Like, who else, guys? People with experience. Like, <laughs> like who? Like, literally who? Okay, Tusum, but like, she's going through shit. Like, I want her to learn. <laughs> Imagine yeah. Tusum giving boy advice on here. <laughs> oh my god, cheat on him. <laughs> that would literally be her advice. Oh, okay. So, as a preface, though, um, Liz is currently in a relationship. I had to ask him today. I'm like, do you want me to act single, or like, should I mention that we're like? Like, not you by name. I'm like, I'm not going to give him your address. Like, I'm just going to, like, should I see him? Like, he was like, Liz, we've been dating for a while now. Like, we're together. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but. I think everyone should say their relationship status so, like, the um, listeners can know what perspective you're coming yes. in with. So, I am in a um, committed, monogamous relationship <laughs> with a male. <laughs> <laughs> me okay i am single <laughs> me too <laughs> single as a pringle i'm gonna cry okay this first one just makes me cry because it's not even a question it's just a statement and like i want to make this person feel better i'm 19 and i've never been with a girl and i'm just starting to think that i'm flat out unattractive <laughs> I read that question and I was like, it's not even question. I read that statement and I was thinking of like what you could say to the person. First of all, it, <laughs> let me break it to you. It doesn't have to do with looks and you're probably way overthinking what you look like. Definitely. Like, like let me tell you something. If you yes. have ever been into like a group chat of all girls, you know, they send pictures of boys and they're like, oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> right? There's at least one girl that responds, no, he's not. Exactly. Yeah, like, someone is going to find you ugly and someone's going to find you cute. And if that yeah. person who finds you ugly tells that person who thinks you're cute that you're ugly, it doesn't change anything. No. <laughs> that person's still no. going to pursue you. So, like, yeah. literally this happens every single time you send a picture of a person. Someone <laughs> says they're never ugly. Been in a someone group says... With all girls, good for you. <laughs> yeah, really good scary. for <laughs> I think Edmund is enjoying himself in our group chat. <laughs> well, sometimes I come to wonder what he gains from this. I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if this is his, like, insider, insider like information. Yeah, I think he's getting information. <laughs> but yeah, just but also kind of, for yes. the 19-year-old part. Like, I feel like that your age really does not matter at all. Like, everybody mm -hmm. has their own timeline, you know? And, like... Mm -hmm. you can have 10 tens of relationships by the time you're 19 or you can have none by the time you're 25 and like there's nothing wrong with either yeah yeah as long as and when you're 19 is still so young it honestly. is you have a lot of time so young you have like if you if the life expectancy is like 80 you have like 60 years left <laughs> like, that's all i think about it time. but okay <laughs> but also like again for me at least like when it comes and this is something that i've learned with being in like more than one relationship is that looks are not all that matters okay, and sometimes 
(laughs) No, I'm actually single. (laughs) But what I've come to notice is that looks is not what matters. And if like, if you're having a really good emotional connection, you will grow into that person and you will grow to like love them for that. And then, you know, then you'll love them for their looks too. And yeah, (laughs) I'm going to cry. But yeah, like, especially if you, I don't know, but for me, sometimes I'm like, no, he's ugly. And then like you talk to him more and you get to know the personality and they start looking better for you. Yes. Yeah, like it's happened, I'm pretty sure, to everyone at least once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also like if you really are seeking for that that girl, then like, you know, go. Like reach out. Like you can't just sit there. Like you gotta yeah. get out there, you gotta I think slide in confidence, the DM. Confidence yes. makes up for a for lot. Sure. Like yeah. Just like know that you're the shit. You are. <laughs> like if someone already has the idea that they're ugly, then I'm just gonna think they're ugly. Because if you think exactly. you're ugly, why would I think you're cute? For me, like yeah. the most annoying thing that a guy can do is like fish compliments. Like be like, oh my yes. god, like do you yes. think I'm like do you even think I'm hot? Like like shut up. Like literally shut up. That. Like no. Like no. No, I don't now. Like I really do don't. That. When they do that, I'm always like, no, I actually don't think you're attractive. <laughs> I'm like, I know what they expected as a response, and I'm not going to give it to you. No. Yeah, because, yeah. like, just, like, go fish somewhere else, please. Yeah. Like, so you're not going to get it here. Because <laughs> if I tell them that they're attractive, then they're going to keep doing that. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to tell them, no, you're actually kind of ugly, and then they're going to stop You know, you just humble them a little bit. Yeah. And also, have you noticed, if you're surrounded by people that are, like, not confident, you start to get, like, insecure. Yeah, for so sure. So I just yeah. know to, like, stay the hell away from that. And I'm like, no, if you're not. And that's why I love being surrounded by you guys. Because, like, the most bad bitches I know. That, that wasn't English, but yes. Like, very confident. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. Oh, it applies okay. to you, too. Oh, stop. Okay, yeah. moving on. And not, but in all honesty, we all have our insecure moments. If you feel ugly mm-hmm. once in a while, it's fine. We all do. Like, trust me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have along. to know that, like, someone's going to find you attractive. Someone exactly. has to find you attractive. <laughs> um, in a pandemic, how do you virtually approach a friend who's having a tough time adapting to social isolation and aren't answering any texts? Okay. So I thought about this. And I think if they're not answering any texts... I would give them space for a while because that's probably what they want. And then like try to reach out to them about something that doesn't have to do with their like whatever anxieties they're going through because they may not want to talk about that. So just like reach out about like, I don't know, send them a meme or like something funny on Instagram or Twitter. um, And then maybe like after a while of just like laughing with you, they'll like open up a little bit. But definitely check up on your friends. This has been a big thing for me with this pandemic is to just like check up on everyone and make sure that everyone's like doing okay because we're all battling our own things. But yeah, anyone add something to that? I don't know because I feel like a lot of people are, (laughs) a lot of my friends are going through some shit right now. (laughs) So like, I mean, like it's hard um, and it's draining that you have to always reach out and um, especially if they're not giving you any response you feel like they're kind of speaking to a wall so I think as Liz said definitely reach out to people every once in a while but also take time for your mental health if this is something that's being draining to you then um 
that's also an issue that you need to take care of I think I used to be that person like earlier on like in high school where I would just like make sure that everyone else was okay and I would sometimes Mm -hmm. forget to make sure that I myself was okay and I think that's super important to like just make sure that you're doing okay too yeah yes Hala we agree I agree with the both of you okay awesome Um, I'm just gonna, we had a bunch of questions, but I'm just gonna combine a bunch of questions into one. And that is um, how to meet new people online. There's no like club fairs or anything. So how do you do that? Um, Another question, difficult to make friends. Is there, yeah. How do you meet new people? So let's just go over that. Um, So I know for us, or me and Rania specifically, mm-hmm. we met through a course group chat, a bio group chat in first year. And then like a bunch of us kind of like, I guess mingled or like connected mm-hmm. in that group chat. And then we kind of made a separate group chat with just us. Um, mm-hmm. And then we agreed on a date to meet up, which I know you can't do that in a pandemic, but- yeah. You can like, do it on get- Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you like just get to know like a tighter group of people and then, you know, just keep, you know, add socials and do all of that. And yeah, um, yeah you want to add anything? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people in that group chat didn't actually talk outside of like course material, but we talked a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. was starting to think we were annoying people and that's why we, we started the other group chat. <laughs> we started the other group chat because like we all felt like we were annoying people because we talked so much. Yeah. And like you just kind of, we just kind of clicked from that very moment where we were all talking and like, the joke was about starting cocaine <laughs> of course so, once you say a joke like that you know who's gonna be your friend and who's not yeah, because, yeah. we're not saying make like an inappropriate joke <laughs> make it no, funny, no. You but, know, like make boundaries. a joke that you think is funny exactly and, and then you'll see it's yeah. funny yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah like not everyone's gonna click with you but i think just be social even if it's online um make twitter make yes. twitter i, I made, made so, so many friends, friends on twitter you <laughs> i made so many friends on twitter you can start with like following one person and then just like yeah. following whoever they're following and like networking literally that everybody's yeah. really friendly yeah. really friendly and the way it works for me and i know this isn't applicable to today's like how i infiltrated the group and also mm-hmm. just to note our group chat has changed with time so much. so much like you will notice that you're gonna drop people and you're yeah. gonna and that's an important part of university is letting go of those people that are toxic because this yeah. is a place where you're already going through so much shit like so much more than high school and like you're like, also supposed to be grown by now you know like exactly mm-hmm. so okay. if some people are not grown you let that shit go you just get rid of them make a new group chat I know it's like snaky but whatever um how I infiltrated is that Tusum and I I was sitting at we had a psych midterm and we're sitting outside and like she was sitting next to me like I didn't know her at the time and she had this perfume on which I now own myself and it was this vanilla perfume and I was like I know this is gonna make me sound like a psychopath but I was like I'm such a smell person I was like oh my god you smell so good what is that and then we started talking and then um, a few months later, she added me to the infamous Hala Rania and whatever, Perla, everyone group chat. Well, back then it was a lot more people. And then I think, uh, I kind of 
created a little bit of damage and some people fell through the loop. But it you know what? It wasn't you. It was, it was happening was... from before and then yeah. you kind of like helped us be able to separate. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like coming in and I was like, I don't think these persons should be here. They're a little toxic. <laughs> Get them out. Because I'm a very like not cutthroat, but like I've come to a point in my life where yeah. I just if you don't bring anything good into my life, I'm just gonna stop talking to you. Like I'm sorry. I like to say it wasn't because of you, it was thanks to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. But yeah. Yeah. But also okay. the thing is I came into university with literally the idea. So when I first came into university, I had just had like a major friend breakup. I was in a group of friends with like four other girls three of them stopped talking to me I had only this one friend in like my entire life um and I just came into university with the idea like I'm not gonna make friends here I'm just gonna focus on studying finish the four years and then I can do whatever after that but that was really hard like like having that mindset and not having friends it was really difficult and so Mm -hmm. like when I first met those people in the group chat obviously when we started like making jokes and stuff I never actually thought that I would become friends with them but like it's just you have to realize that some people you're going to click with and then some people you're not going to click with and if you click with people don't just like don't just let that go because you have this mindset that you don't want to have friends like if you find people that you actually get along with approach that like make friends it doesn't matter if you like stop talking to them in a few years or something yeah it's the memories that you made during the friendship that matter exactly and the same can be applied to relationships so let's get on to the next question because i think this applies to this but um by the way whoever set this question thank you for your little spiel about um just how good the podcast is going i appreciate that but she's asking or he uh why do you think Wanya, what? Why are you knocking? You were like pointing. I'm like, okay, anyways. (laughs) I wanted to ask you guys, why do you think, what? Nothing continues. Is this Morse code? Should I leave? Like, what's going on? Okay. Why do you think it is some people feel really strongly about the need for a relationship and others don't? There are certain people who aren't in relationships but think a lot about being in one, while on the other hand, some people who aren't in relationships but themselves don't think about it as much. It's a weird divide I find myself coming back to as well. Interesting to hear your thoughts. Okay, I'm going to say this. When I was looking for a relationship, I, I was in the shittiest relationships. When I wasn't looking for a relationship, I got into the best relationship of my life. And it and of course, it's not a perfect relationship. And it's not, for me or myself, I don't spend my days and nights thinking about said relationship and analyzing every little bit. Like I know some girls do. Like to me, it's just become an integral part of my life that I just, you know, have adapted to. And it's like a source of support and a source of love and just something really good to me. But I understand that some people like, they just think about that all the time getting into relationship being in a relationship what to do when you're in a relationship (laughs) and it's just like it's up to you and how much energy you want to put into it and what your goals are but just like I don't know I think what you said about like when you weren't in a relationship or when you were thinking about a relationship you got into the shittiest ones I think that's because like psychologically you're just like you're looking for relationships so bad that you disregard Yeah, you're settled for anything. You'll disregard any of the person's flaws. You'll disregard 
the fact that you don't even get along with them like that and you're just like looking for that romantic relationship and so you're obviously gonna have a shitty time but when you're not looking you actually spend time getting to know the person and get along getting along with them and you're not like you're actually making the decision of whether you like this person or not you taking the time to make that decision and that's why that kind of relationship works for like way longer and way better than those relationships where you're like approaching them with the fact that you want it to be romantic and it's also that part where like those relationships that you don't look for are usually the ones that start with friends where you're just Mm -hmm. friends and then you're like oh wait a minute wait a minute like what is this i don't i don't agree with that what i don't okay wait okay let me think about me and um he who shall not be named (laughs) <laughs> yes um, Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> wait actually let me clarify that because dan and i call someone else Voldemort. so dan i'm talking about you <laughs> there's like so many people that we just like don't like to call by name so we just um dan and i it was um like just a thing from work and then we started talking and then we stopped talking because there's some beef um and then like it came to a point where i just needed like I needed him back in my life and I you know I wasn't like looking for anything but I just realized that there was so much that we had that was like really good like just like the support and the fun like it was the conversations that I was missing more than like the whatever like just like that but I don't know in the past in the past the ones that have been shitty have been me just like going from like zero to 100 you know what I mean like just like nothing to like dating and I'm like "Mm, why did I do this like why you know yeah I disagree with that because in my opinion a friendship prior to having a relationship is going to cause so many complications especially okay (laughs) especially if you have mutual friends and you know what I'm talking about (laughs) when you have mutual friends after it's over or not even after it's over, while you're in the relationship, you're going to have all these thoughts of like, am I going to be making it awkward if I break up? Am I am I going to be ruining the friend group? Am I going to be um, like pushing them away from the friend group? Um, and that can cause you to stay in a relationship that you don't want to be in. And it gets toxic. And you're basically just putting everyone else, literally everyone else before yourself. And also coming in with the intentions of like having a romantic relationship it makes it clear from the beginning I'm not saying that like as soon as you meet the person get in a relationship with them I'm saying meet the person but make it clear that your intentions are romantic and not platonic yes okay that's a good point yeah it, it feels it's like when you're in a friendship with someone who you're interested in I'm not gonna say the opposite gender because you can be you can date someone from Mm -hmm. the same gender but when you're in friendship with someone that you might be interested in or like you have potential to be interested in if they if they um if you make it seem like everything is platonic they're gonna get one idea and then when you admit their your feelings to them it's like you're completely turning on them and you're putting this pressure on them of like well, they're my friend, I don't want to hurt their feelings, or, like, they just, they kind of, they're put in the situation where they kind of have to um, either make it really awkward and make this really hard decision to reject you, or 
they're just going to have to go against what they're actually feeling and get in a relationship which they never wanted to be in in the first place. That's such a good point. I've never thought of it that way. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah this is why I have far. you guys on. Stop saying like, I'm not qualified. Like you're qualified. Yeah. I always remember you having the best rationale for things. Hala too, because Hala knows I always, not always, but I sometimes go yeah. to her with my stuff. But um, What's your opinion on this, Hala? Um, I agree with what you said. I think especially, um, you know, the mutual friend thing makes mm-hmm. things really difficult for both sides. And like, yeah. you know, like who kind of gets to keep the friends if it's a yeah. bad, you know, like if things end badly, then like, like, can you stand to be in the same friend group still? Mm-hmm. Or like, will you have to leave and find new friends? Will they have to leave and find new friends? Just kind of like can I, I just realized, can I reference to what happened to me last year with um, the person that left our group chat? No names. No names? No. Do you know who I'm talking Jake. about? Jake. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what happened. So yeah, I don't know. Well, that was extra messy, more messy than it should have been. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I see with, that now. With Jake, it was clear, though, who was in the right and who was in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're talking about um, Alan. <laughs> um, yeah, I think everyone has their different opinions on that one. <laughs> I know. The worst part is that me, I didn't get to find out until a month after it was over. And so I thank you for that experience. <laughs> Okay, I was protecting you. I thought I was <laughs> protecting you. Bro, you should have just taken me with you. Like, that would have been better. <laughs> no, the thing is, I, like, stayed really quiet about it. Because, as I said, the reason why I have this opinion about, like, um, relationships that start as friendships is because I, in my head, it was, like, if I said anything about the why or the what happened, um, I'm going to change everyone's perspective of that person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be the person that changes everyone's perspective of that yeah. person. Like, if that person treated me badly, I don't want you guys to, like, deem him as a terrible person because maybe the situation. <laughs> I don't know how to. <laughs> She's trying to be, like, politically correct, but yeah. I feel it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it maybe the situation that I was in, um, he, like, kind of felt like he had the power or autonomy over like how to treat me and like he felt like he had the ability to treat me badly but obviously guys are just friends with him so you've never been in that situation you don't really know him past just the friendship yeah and so like obviously your opinion on him will defer I know this might not be like the right way to perceive people but I will Mm -hmm. always stick with the girl I don't care I will always stick with the girl unless she's cheating then it's like a little different and I'll be like yeah "Mm." But when it comes to that, if you think he's treating you badly and you're my friend, I'm on your I'm not on your side because there's so many ways that men can treat you badly without even realizing that mm-hmm. like their opinion doesn't matter. But also yeah. it goes the other way. It's really touchy, but in that situation, I definitely didn't feel anything of what you said when he was telling me everything that happened later. Yeah, and that's why I was like in my head, it was, like, if he, if there's going to be a bias in their opinion, it's not going to be a bias coming from me. Like, yeah. they're going to think of him however they originally thought of him, 
and if whatever he says about it changes how they thought of me then that's on him and that's on them for believing just his side but obviously you guys didn't and so like it was kind of like a filter so like to me it was like well whoever just you know changes their perspective on me is just never was never a good friend for me exactly so yeah. yeah I just I just my main point was I didn't want to change people's opinion of him and also fear (laughs) I was just scared of being like called the bitch because also that person had such a nice guy persona like like I know that's why even now I'm like just a little surprised because I've never heard you talk about this yeah no one like for not talking about it and I understand it. it and that's why I was scared of it because this person has built such a nice guy persona that like I felt like anything that I said would never be believed. So, wow. like, yeah, it was fear. And then it was, like, also that of, like, not wanting to change people's perspective. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I've come to a point in my life, and I think this is, like, one of the most important things, where I'm, like, doing the whole loving and private thing, where, like, I didn't tell even you guys for, like, mm-hmm. four months, you know? And I haven't, like, I've probably told about 10 people that I'm dating someone. And even if I've told like distant friends, I'm just like, oh, I'm dating someone. Like I don't give names. I don't give details. And it's not because I'm trying to be secretive. It's just out of respect for what I have, because I think what I have now in this relationship is so much deeper and more profound than anything that I've ever had that I want to keep that to my own heart. And I'm such a strong believer of like people sending you energy and like mm-hmm. stealing your energy as well yeah. and I know this makes me sound like a witch but it's fine like that's just no, how I it's feel because right, if no one knows about your relationship no one can like give you bad vibes about it no exactly. one can like it's put like bad thoughts good. in your head or anything yeah so if if you're gonna take anything away from this is that if you're really in it to in it for like a good reason then just do the love and private thing it feels so good mm-hmm. it feels like you're in your own little world it's beautiful um okay next question this one um I was talking to Dan about it and he's like if you say that you're gonna get canceled which is fine I don't care I can get canceled (laughs) advice for supporting a friend who took back a cheater okay can I I say you go ahead I wouldn't want to be friends with them (laughs) you wouldn't want to be friends with someone Mm -mm. who took back a cheater no I kind of have that same opinion because I'm like it was like it, it I had that opinion let me preface this I had the opinion up until like two days ago <laughs> and the reason that I changed my opinion is because um I read this thing obviously we go back to Twitter um I read this <laughs> thing on Twitter where it like made me realize things um like that person could be that person who goes back to the cheater could be in a toxic manipulative abusive relationship and when you're like being emotionally manipulated you don't even see you don't even know that you're in a bad relationship you don't even know that you're in a toxic relationship and so I think you have to analyze the situation if you know your friend is being manipulated um then stick there with them and like don't make them feel bad about it because they already probably feel like shit Mm -hmm. If, like I'm a very straightforward person like yeah. I'll tell you like I'll tell you you shouldn't be like you know those friends that watch you like stumble and fall and don't say shit like that's not me yeah. if you're if you're doing this and hurting yourself by going back to someone that was unfaithful and that has hurt you in the past I will tell you once 
don't do it. And if you continue that, I'm sorry, it, like, I, I know this is harsh, but it's like, how much, what can I do? Like, how much, and how much can I put into this, right? But does it change it if you know that that person is, like, in a really toxic, manipulative, maybe even, like, abusive, like, if, a, if it's a physically abusive relationship, they're staying in it out of fear? Like, does that change your perspective? Well, out of fear, like, you give them, you help them to whatever, if they need, like, to contact the police or get... I don't know, parents yeah, but involved, like, like, but even if it's like not physical abuse, it's like emotional abuse, mental abuse. They're being gaslit. It's really hard. Being, it's um, really hard. It's obviously really hard, and like it's hard for you, but think of how much harder it is for that person. Well, the person that asked this said advice for s- supporting a friend who took back a cheater. So yeah. my, I guess my point probably isn't relevant and that this friend is actually willing to stick it through and I respect that in many ways um and I think just be the like sorry to break it to you person because sometimes Mm -hmm. I think and you might have to say it a million times for it to stick um but just be that like you're like trying to support a friend just you're like watching it from the outside you know you're like watching the bigger picture but like when your friend is going back to that relationship, they're not going to be able to see like, you know, the red flags or like yeah. they're getting cheated on again. Or if, you know, um, I don't their significant other is like not treating them well. So kind of like point out those red flags and be like, hey, like this seems off and like you should be careful about this. And like, you know, that's like, I feel like the best you could do in that situation yeah just make things apparent to them and then um don't push your perspective on them because if they had if they were able to change their perspective then they would have changed it originally but just make sure that they see the red flags okay this next one is a longer question but um i feel like i'm behind in life because all my friends are thinking of marriage and selling down And I don't see that anywhere in my near future. I'm 20 years old and I feel like I'm not ready for that part of my life. I don't even date with the end goal of marriage at this point. Should marriage always be my end goal for my relationship? No. 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 It can be if you want it to be. It can be. Yeah. But like, but you shouldn't let it like dictate your relationship. Even Mm -hmm. if for me, for me personally, and I know we talked about this in our group chat a couple of days ago. For me personally, um, even if I don't see like a far, far future, like, you know, growing old together, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm going to cut short a relationship that I'm enjoying, that I'm loving, that I'm just, you know, in like in just because of that thought. You know, I'm not, again, as I said, like I never really anymore look for, I mean, right now I'm not looking because I'm in a relationship, but I mean, like, you don't like, if you're not looking, then you shouldn't have that goal, but I don't know. Did this person say how old they are? 20. Well, if you're 20, I feel like you still, like, you have a lot of time for marriage. Yeah, like, you definitely have a lot of time, Yeah. and I'm assuming that this person goes to UTM, or, like, as a university student that's why they're listening to the podcast um i'm assuming that you're in university if you're 20 you're probably doing undergrad you have so much time mm-hmm. left and 
like marriage isn't just about love it's about having economic stability having the time for marriage and you're not going to have that time when you're in university Mm -mm. and anyone that tells you otherwise is being unrealistic and lying to you you're not going to have that economic stability and so until that part of your life is over schooling and education and like when you get a stable job I think that's when not you should but that's when you could start about thinking start thinking about that but for now I think you still have so much time okay next one because we're going long here um how can I manage a relationship while the same time focused on school? I'm having trouble keeping my grades up and catching up as a full-time student, but I'm never motivated. Okay, I can talk on this. Um, okay. Okay, yeah, no, no, Rania, go, 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 go. I read this question and I was like, if you can't manage both those things at the same time, then education always comes first. Yeah. I'm not kidding, but literally end the relationship. Like, yep. your education always comes first. Yep. And I'm going to say two things. Funny story, last year I was in a toxic relationship going into my first year. And literally on the second day of school, I had been looking for a reason to get out of this relationship. And I know that's the stupidest thing. I should have just done it the first day I doubted this man. But um, I called him and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. And he was like, okay. Um, And I literally went, I'm sorry, but school is so stressful right now. I cannot be with you. And I broke up with him. And now I'm balancing five courses, two jobs, this podcast, and a man, and I'm doing just fine. And I think the most important part is just to know that, one, always put your school first. And if your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other can't accept that and is not okay with that, then like, two, you don't need to see them every day. You don't, you don't, like you don't, there's something so special about seeing your significant other like once in a while and just making it like that special moment Add on and one more thing yes. like you can have small conversations but it doesn't have to be like for hours long you know? yes like, yep. exactly occasionally but you know daily just like check in you know and like take things yeah. easy that like you know <laughs> yeah and don't build your schedule around them oh my god that's so exactly. <laughs> like honey (laughs) do not do that it's already terrible for you you're like wasting so much of your time and it's terrible for them because now they feel like they're obligated to be with you for that time that that you have like selected for yourself to be with them and they're not obligated yeah and like for like dan and i as an example like part of it is school but also part of it is the virus right now where like Mm -hmm we haven't seen each other in like three weeks and we're probably not going to see each other for another two just because like we're very cautious of the virus and also like honestly I'm these midterms are just swallowing me whole and like I'm fine with that like there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion and I understand that for some people that might not be um that's what a mature relationship looks like thank you so much and if that's not something that you can fathom then I would just say stick it out finish your undergrad get comfortable with your schedule learn how to organize your life and then just it'll it'll come when it needs to come and just think about it this way if you graduate if you're only doing undergrad you're graduating when you're like 22 23 Mm -hmm. if you're doing like max max like master's and PhD, you're graduating when you're 26. You have so much time at 26. Mm-hmm. 26 is your prime. 
Yeah. Like, 26 is when you're the hottest, you have the most money. Like, this is the Most money student debt from medical school. What do you well, mean, most money? Maybe not. But like, you probably have yeah, a job yeah. at this point. Um, you're probably more independent than you and are And you have now. a structure for, like, the next yes. many years. Not just the next, yes. like, three years of undergrad. Like, you're thinking, this is that point where, like, you may start thinking about marriage because you have structure <laughs> for more than just the next two months and then you have a new schedule next semester and you're like ah. yeah. you know what I mean so yeah like what I said like you know like it's something you know a relationship something that will hold through even without like communicating every day for hours a day mm-hmm. or seeing each other every day for weeks on end you know like you're still at the end of the day there for that person with that yes, person when they need you like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so you know it's just managing that time and making sure that you're both okay with that you can both you know handle that little bit of distance and things should be fine and you have to realize that sometimes you might be not that person's first priority and that's fine yeah that's totally fine yeah you're not gonna be that person's first priority when they're like in grad school and that's Mm -hmm. fine and also another thing that comes with like thinking about dating later is that you figured out yourself in terms of like self-growth and confidence Mm -hmm. and you become more confident and you know what you want you know what you like you know where you're going and there's something powerful about dating then than dating when you're like not there yet physically Mm -hmm. and emotionally Mm -hmm. okay this next one what do you mean okay i'm not saying like (laughs) you're still growing your third limb like (laughs) okay you're not hot yet do you think your man should have a girl best friend when you're in a relationship and let's put it like both ways like should your girl have a boy best friend I feel like you could with boundaries exactly yeah. so you both there's that shit where some men take it too far they're like yeah we're just best friends but like we make out on the weekends and i'm like honey <laughs> yeah. are you sure about that yes yeah. <laughs> like, i think there's definitely needs to be boundaries yeah but with boundaries yeah. But also, I think everyone's different. Like, if I'm comfortable with something, that doesn't mean that that's the right thing. Like, if yeah. you're uncomfortable with something, then that's completely okay. Um, if if like some if that relationship is making you uncomfortable, I think you should bring that up. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's wrong if it's making you uncomfortable. I think if you bring it up, and that person is very adamant on keeping their best friend, <laughs> then it's like. Mm, yeah like in a weird way yeah Yeah. why are you so adamant on hanging out with them three days a week and it's always on weekends (laughs) and you always sleep over yeah like that's just sounding a little sus in my opinion like why is that so important to you that you can like take it down to maybe two days yeah Yeah, like not communication yeah but i'm definitely Okay, I'm going to call out some women right here, but, like, don't be that, like, controlling. Yeah. Like, how many girls were at the party? What were they <laughs> wearing? Um, what's their star sign? Like, no, like, let yeah. him breathe. Like, he's okay. Yeah. And if he, and this, I, this is my, funny. wait, wait, this Go is my ahead. opinion on cheaters. If they're going to cheat on you, like, if they're cheaters, for me, a cheater is, like, DNA. Like, if they're <laughs> cheaters, you nothing you will do we'll stop them. You could slash his tires. You could put a tracking device in his brain. You could have a camera inside his eyes so you see what he's doing. You could hypnotize him. He's still going to cheat. He's still going to cheat. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah, I think that's definitely right. 
but yeah. Okay, next question. How can, okay, I can quickly touch on this. How can I deal with balancing work and school? As someone with two jobs, well, currently three, but two next week <laughs> in school, um, you just gotta get structure in there. Um, another question is, um, there's, um, they were asking about it's difficult to make friends. First of all, first years, this person's a first year. I feel so bad for you. Like, I feel so bad for you. Like, I'm sorry that you don't have that, like, first day of school experience. Like, I don't know how you guys are handling really it. Really tough. It's just, yeah. Oh, tough life. Um, and they're asking, on top of that, it feels as though there are no gay, queer people on campus. Where can I meet cute gays online? Um, there are some wonderful groups at UTM um, that you can access through the UTMSU and the group website that will direct you to people that are like you and that can that you can connect with right guys yes yeah I think another thing is make Twitter Twitter yes <laughs> everyone has their thing in their bio we all know yeah, what's everyone up. you just know because they always put the um rainbow flag in their bio in their bio and it's go. beautiful it's yes. beautiful and also I think it's not wrong to ask someone if they're gay or not 100 percent Yes. And if they get offended by that question because they have some toxic masculinity homophobic. or, yeah, yeah, then they're just homophobic and you can yeah. know to avoid that person. Okay, and last them on Twitter. <laughs> get them canceled. Okay. Yes. Last question. This kind of hurts because this question is so broken in its own, but I need advice about my boyfriend. I'm scared to fall in love and I'm scared he's going to leave. How do you deal with a broken heart? Okay, let me start by saying this. There is absolutely nothing wrong with falling in love. It's beautiful. Guys, I'm going to cry. So, okay, no, no. This question's so back-ended. If she's not in love, why are you thinking about breaking up? And wh- no, no, no. If, why does it matter if he leaves if you don't even love him? <laughs> no, I'm scared to. F- oh, so she's not in love, or he's not. Oh no, no, she's not in love yet. I'm scared. I think what she's trying to say is that she's scared that if she falls in love, he's going to leave, and then she's wondering how to deal with a broken heart. Why? If he leaves why and you're in love, you're in love, then he's not there. What? Like, if you're in love, why would he leave? Because what if he's not in love back? Like, what if he's scared of that? Like, one of those pussy boys. Communicate. That's yeah, my first... Think... When Dan and I were, like, not dating yet, it was literally me messaging him every night. Mom, if you're listening to this, please excuse me. It was like, do you like me back? Because <laughs> I was just trying to figure it out. And he was like, I don't know. Like, yes. And I was like, do you... Like, the next day, do you like me back today? <laughs> You're so annoying. But just just tell them. Like, just tell them. If they're your boyfriend yeah. already, there's nothing wrong with being in love. It's not like this is a stranger off the street. And, like, if they're not in love with you, that just means you're at different points in your life and you're ready for different things. And that just might mean that they're not the right person for you. And if you need to deal with a broken heart, um, <laughs> Paula, tell us how to deal with it. Her face. <laughs> no 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 don't do that um so um or do just like the most important thing is you know just keep yourself busy so like don't really dwell on it don't stay on your phone you know if they're on your socials try to unfollow or block if you can do it if not that's okay but like don't be like you know lurking on their profile because that's not gonna help 
No. You know, just like keep yourself busy. If you're in school, focus on school. If you have friends, talk to them, you know, um, just like focus on your hobbies, go to the gym, do things like that. Yeah. And ask for advice or help when you need it. Yep. Yeah, I definitely sure. don't recommend whole phase. Because if you're no. going into a whole phase, every man you are with during that whole phase, you're going to be comparing to that. You just need all reminders of them gone. And if yeah. that means you have to cut out any man for like a do month, it. do it. it. It doesn't matter. Because you're going to be comparing everyone to them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. guys, anything we want to add? Because we need to wrap up. We're going like over an hour. It's just fun talking to you guys. I know. Sorry. What? <laughs> um, okay, wait, wait, wait. Next week, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not sure if this is next. Wait, did you want to add something before I say this? No, I was just going to ask if you guys have any questions. For you? <laughs> well, no. I was thinking maybe you need, like, relationship advice or something. I don't know. Me? I'm doing fine, yeah, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can tell. Stop. Okay. No, no. I can't tell. I was 100% serious about that. You're the I'll... only person that's doing great <laughs> in this oh. friend group. Helen <laughs> knows that we I've had ups and downs. We've had yeah. ups and downs, but everyone does, you know. Yeah, yeah we're I'm, I'm so place. happy that you're in a Thank good you. place now. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, if uh I'm not in a good place in like a month, I'm deleting this whole episode and it's never seeing light of day. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's fine. Um <laughs> I see this one lasting for a while. Um, yeah. Okay, next week. I'm not sure if this is next week or if I'm going to take a break for reading week. I'm just a little tired, so I might take a break for reading week. Um, or I might just do like a solo episode and just chit chat about some things. Um, mm-hmm. But the next guest episode is going to be on international students. Um, and I'm excited to have Tusum, who we talked about a lot today. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Tusum. So I have her on for that. So that'll be exciting. Um, and probably a couple other international students. Um, and yeah. And other than that, go on themedium.ca and read our articles this week. Uh, we're covering Janae from last week's episode. She, we covered her petition. So always sign that. It's in our Instagram bio, but also go read about her she's phenomenal um uh follow us on instagram at the message utm um other than that i think that's it i think we're good i need to go to bed i've been up way too long today it was lovely to you guys i love you this was a lot of fun yes okay bye guys bye